in the construction sector, as I said, just a project manager comes and solves the problem, finish the project, and then he is happy because he finished the project, and then he starts another project. Just he carries his experience. He doesn't carry any database with him, generally. So this is very important and big problem of the sector. We are so not long-term oriented, we are short, so short-term. Welcome to the Bricks and Bytes podcast. I'm Owen Drury, and together with my co-host Martin Pikash, we'll be interviewing the people involved with transforming the construction and property industries through the latest and most innovative technologies. On today's show, we have Aiden Ostekic, who is the CEO of Botmore. Botmore offers AI-driven solutions within the construction industry to increase productivity and smart decision-making processes. Please join us for this exciting conversation with Aiden. You are listening to Bricks and Bytes podcast, where we take you on a journey in construction, technology, and business. All right, let's get this episode started. Aiden, you mentioned that you were a civil engineer yeah. by background. And before that, or even after that, that you had some interesting things happen, right? And I, I think this come out of discussion Sorry, yeah. before you answer that, I just wanted to tell you on that it's the third civil stru- slash structural engineer that we are talking to. Yeah, uh-huh. that means that these are smart people. <laughs> I, I, mainly, I, I am civil engineer, and I like construction sector and civil engineering uh, as a discipline. Then I make a master in construction management in Turkey, both of them. Then I, I made an MBA. More, I tried to learn more business side of the work. This is my, my general education. But mainly, I started in a construction company. Six years in my early career, I worked a big construction company, international construction company in Turkey. Generally, we are working in Qatar, Libya, Saudi Arabia, and Turkey. And we are developing big infrastructure and building projects. So when I was there, always uh, I'm a curious engineer. and I'm trying to solve the problems, especially in the tender preparation stage and uh, more importantly, maybe a planning stage. And mainly, we couldn't collect data from anywhere. And we tried to make assumptions using the experience, people, ideas, okay? They say that we know everything. Well, okay, they know a lot of things, I know. But it's a bit bit ridiculous because we, as a, we have a big company, a, a billion-dollar company at that, but we are just making some tender preparation activities. And it is very ridiculous. You couldn't collect the offers from our supply chain effectively. And all offers are so complicated. And we just make assumptions, assumptions. And it's, it's a bit silly. And then I focus on the data in that point. And I always try to classify the data and to create a database for the company. I, and it, is, it is my ambition. So in my master thesis, I work on, on it a bit. And I try to create a model which combine cost data and the t- duration of the projects and try to make a automatic risk analysis using statistical methods. And it is, it is a bit interesting because I, why I did this, because experienced people make some assumptions using their uh, experience, but they can see just 100 projects in their whole life. And they are making assumptions that this project is so risky because it is in Libya and blah, 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 blah. Some, there are some things, some things. And I tried to make create a model which can define it. And if you've put some inputs, it can directly measure the risk of the project. And it works. And I like it because I believe that we can model experience. That is, I think the first point of the AI. Yes, it's not AI. There's more statistical things, but at the end, it comes to point. We can model the experience and we can model historical data to use in the future to make uh, uh, better assumptions. 
I think this is working. So this is my first things I am working on. Then I enter to BIM world, building information model world, and make a consultancy for different companies, especially in, in Turkey and Middle East, about how they can use BIM more data-oriented. Again, I focus on data. And I say that, of course, BIM is important, but you can put different data on this model and you can use all in the building lifecycle and up, up to operation. And we work with some big uh, airport projects and we try to carry this data in the construction continuously to the operation side. And it is very important and it is very challenging. It seems easy, but it is not because data transferring is not easy process generally. And people create data in some silos, but they don't use it effectively. So I work on it for, for four years in different airports, big airports, and we, we solve different problems there. And then I come a point, we have to make some more thing. And my wife is computer engineer. And she's already working in AI side in the financial sector, and she's doing a fantastic works. And when I saw her, I said that we need that kind of things in the construction sector because we have a lot of problem. And I start to focus there, and then I start my startup, bought more technology in first in Turkey, then I carry it to the UK. Generally, I think uh, we are focusing on construct to digitalization of construction sector and transformation of the data process. Before Botmore came along. So between the phase of you working, let's say, internationally and then uh, creating Botmore, where did you decide uh, data, AI was the area that you, you loved and the, the area you wanted to focus on? There, there is not a, a, a point for that. All my life, I try to solve the problems because I have to do, because I'm working in a construction company, then I, I'm trying to give consultancy to big companies. And I solve same type problems are repeating. And all of them are mainly related to data because we always, if we don't talk about data, we just arguing about something, but we couldn't solve the problem. So always I try to make solutions using data. It's simply, when I talk about it, it can be Excel, okay? I try to show the people this data is so important and try to summarize them, to classify them. And step by step, I need to use more advanced technologies. First Excel, then different tools. And in a point, be business intelligence tools. And in a point, I need more because I have to answer more advanced questions of the company's problems. So I need more advanced tools. And AI is starting in that point. AI is just a tool. People are a bit confusing about it. AI is not a result. AI is a tool. You can't buy AI. You, you can use it. Mm-hmm. You can use in your uh, projects to make it better. It's like Excel. Excel is a tool. People can use it differently. You can use a different advanced level. Other can just use a table as a table. But it and Excel gives a lot of opportunity to you. You the your aim is not to use the Excel. Your aim is to make your process better using Excel. It's the same for, for the AI. So I don't want to oversimplify it, but it is not rocket science. Now, especially now it's more reachable and more easy to use for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So you said that. You, you noticed that your wife working in finance, they were using a much more digitized like techniques of dealing with problems and you didn't see it in construction while you were working there. So why do you think it was that and it is still that other industries are easier to adapt to digital uh, and construction is not? Uh, mainly, of course, all of us know of construction sector. One of them is, is a temporary production is, 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 is a main problem because Teams comes together and create some, solve the problems together, and it is very uh, dynamic. And unfortunately, 
you couldn't collect data effectively in the construction sector. And this is one of the main problems because they, people just think project by project, not for the company or for the long term. They just finish the project as soon as possible and they don't think much about new technologies, data registration, because they are, all of them are long term targets. You have to put key, key performance indicators for long term for your company. But uh, in, this, in the construction sector, as I said, a project manager comes and solves the problem, finish the project, and then he is happy because he finished the project and then he starts another project. Just he carries his experience. He doesn't carry any database with him generally. So this is very important and big problem of the sector. We are so not long-term oriented. We are short, so short-term. And other, other thing, maybe the, the most important thing, is a culture. Why the culture is important? Because we are not a new sector. We're a stable sector because we have a long history and we know different techniques, how we will do our job. And it, and it comes from, uh, from the history and we have a lot of experience there. So because of that, we are not to open new innovations, new techniques, because generally we know the working solutions and they are working. Mm-hmm. We know that. And why we are looking for the be- better it. ones, yes, we can, we can look, but they said, I did it. I know because it is working. And this is, of course, it seems shortcut if you are looking not long term. And it's, if you combine them, it's, it's a big problem for the sector. It's also difficult to make a product in construction because every building is different and you can't just uh, copy and paste and on, on site. Yeah? It's not a product. Yeah? Every product is different if, if it's a product. Yeah, yeah, you, you are right about it because geography is changing. I think it's my you know, thing is that. And maybe you can make the same project try to make, but it then it's changed because of foundation, because of different calculations, uh, geographic conditions, weather conditions. Everything will change at the end for the same project implementation. Mm-hmm. And Adrian, so Botmore Construction is, uh, sorry, Botmore Technology, should I say, is a, can we call it a startup or do we call it a business? It's, it's an interesting startup and business uh, separation is not easy, but we are a startup because why I think that because startups are more agile and we try to solve the problems of the companies to find the disruptive ways to solve the problems. Not I don't sell just one product and to solve all the problems of the people. I try to disrupt the sector. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy, it's a big, big promise. I know that. But startups like that, Google, for example. Now maybe it is business because it's it's products and it tries to sell sell a product. But beforehand, at the beginning, it disrupted an industry, search industry, and it's very important. And data collection industry is disrupted the sector. So it's same for us. Now for a lot of construction startups try to disrupt sector in different ways, and some a lot of them will be unsuccessful. We know that because startups are generally not successful. <laughs> uh, but we will try to disrupt the sector. I think this is important because it, uh, we can say uh, we are startup at the moment. Mm-hmm. Nice. What I like about you, Aiden, is that you have a lot of experience in, let's say, traditional construction, also international construction, which is interesting. And then you've gone into like a technological venture, should I say. And that, that brings me to the next question, which is, so like a typical business construction owner that, that has like, a, let's say, a traditional small, medium-sized business, why should they be focusing on AI and data? I think there's a big opportunity for them. Why? Because now this technology is reachable now. 
for everybody, and it is very democratized. In, for example, 10 years ago, it's not possible to make some machine learning algorithm to run in a computer, but it's not so. It is now so easy with the cloud. So, if you have some problems, and you have, and you can solve these problems in different way using these technologies. And what does mean? You can create a differentiation from the sector. You can create a competitive advantage for yourself. And we know profit margins are not so high in construction sector at the moment. There's a high pressure of the competition. And if you want to differentiate yourself, I think it is, it is the time to make something. And AI is one of them. You can spend your, a bit of your time and a bit of your money, not too much now. You can create a different advantages for your company and we can show them to your customers to make a differentiation. And if it will be different from them. Now, everybody is preparing an offer, a small business, a small company thing, and give same kind of offers to their customers. You mm-hmm. can add new features there. You can add new values there. For example, you can add new values about sustainability of this building. And you can support it with the data of your company. And you can show a new solution for them, how you can make it. So I think this, this is so simple. Data manipulation and understanding your data make a difference for your company. And afterwards, you can use this data in different ways in the AI, in machine learning, or different analyzers. But I think it's a good place to make an investment for a company because other things you can make differentiation, make an equipment investment or a big human resource investments are, are not so sustainable for a company, especially in these profit margins. Okay, Aiden, uh, can you tell us uh, how did you use machine learning or AI in your business? And then um, can you tell also what, what more technologies does? Like to someone who completely has no idea about construction, if you if you can put it in a very, very simple way. Basically, what more technology has two targets. One, we try to make your data more accessible. What I mean, you are collecting data. Every company has data in somewhere, Excel, whatever you have. We try to make it accessible for everyone because if you can access this data, you can make comment and you can use it and your productivity will increase. Second thing, We try to make the data collection easier using different machine learning and AI technologies. One of the main main usage of machine learning is to understand people's language. So when you are speaking, when you are writing, you are creating some document, you are creating a knowledge base. We try to summarize it and take it, label it using AI and machine learning. What I mean, for example, you are using messaging tools like WhatsApp and you are sending messages to each other. We, we try to, we are using chatbot like an assistant, which asking questions to you, that take answers from you, and then it collects this data and label it, which this, this message related which questions, which subjects, and it make automatic analysis about these questions and uh, these messages. And it's very important for us to understand this, then we can make good forecasts and estimations about the problems and the solutions. Other thing is documents. We are creating a lot of documents, long documents for specifications, that kind of things. We can summarize it automatically using AI. And it is very, very good for us because you can find a related part of, of the document easily and in summarized way. And this is very important and it makes it a, it's a lot of time uh, for the people's lives. I think it's very important, very valuable. Okay, so the communication channel is interesting to me. So you say that 
if there is a team, a group of people who is working together on some projects and they exchange information through WhatsApp, for example, then you can implement uh, your tool, AI tool, to help this communication, to make it more effective between them. Yes, basically it's that. Basically, you know, in the construction sector, the, the main thing is the coordination. People spend a lot of time for the coordination because there are a lot of problems that people calling each other, sending messages, try to solve the problems. And all this coordination thinks there are a lot of errors. It's normal because we are human. Our digital assistant, AI-powered digital assistant, solves this problem, making all coordination automatically and gives your feedback about the progress and find the critical points, bottlenecks of these workflows and solve for you. I think the main strength of our solution is that. Mm-hmm. And and aside from the, uh, I said the use of a chatbot to collect uh, data and uh, help coordinate on construction processes. In terms of uh, AI machine learning as a subject through the whole industry, what are some other uses that could be helpful to? Um, again, let's stick with the small small mid sized businesses. Uh, I think now it's useful. For example, visual recognition is so easy now. What I mean, you take photo of your site and your video, and automatically now systems can label this data. What I mean, the, for example, basically workers are our workers using helmets, or uh, there's a safety problem on the site, or you can automatically check the quality things. For example, how many drills are there? How many form work are using at the moment at, at the site? Automatically, you can check these numbers, that kind of things using image recognition, AI-powered image recognition. I think this is very powerful and this is very reachable technology. There are a lot of startups is doing that. This is like a plugin. You are putting your videos there automatically checking and you are deciding different rules and automatically checking these rules in real time if you have a video, for example. Mm-hmm. I think this is an interesting topic and it's very usable for small and medium-sized companies. Any others? Yes, of course. You can use automatically for if you have some data, this data can be in Excel in different silos, in cost data, in different data. You can use the AI machine learning to, to enrich this data. Uh, this is very, very useful because why what I mean, you already have this data, but you cannot analyze this data because it's very there are some errors, there are some mistakes. So automatically AI help you to make a better database. And you can make a bit, very effective analysis on it. So you can use that kind of table optimization for machine, using machine learning. Your tables, your databases can optimize. And it's very effective for you because you can use this data afterwards. So this is for people that might have data in various formats. So I see one big problem with the industry is... I don't know how much is percentage, but I know a lot of companies are still using paper, for example, and writing handwriting notes and using those as records for site. Could people with a lot of handwritten notes use something like AI yeah. to enhance their operation? Yes, uh, OCR technology, they are calling that. Mm-hmm. And OCR technology is uh, using for a long time. So it's advanced technology and it's working very well. But OCR technologies generally take handwriting to the uh, digital text. And it is working very well. Optical character. Yeah. There we go. So this is recognizing handwritten text. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is working very well. It's an advanced uh, algorithm already working. So you just use different suppliers of this technology and you can use this. Uh, automatically, you can uh, take your paperwork documents to digital easier. 
So the, the thing I guess I'm trying to say or trying to get to is like as far back as your business goes, you, you might be someone who's uh, is like a very, let's say old school um, and they're worried that they can't jump on this technological revolution. But in fact, there are technologies out there which can help like the, some of the oldest businesses all the way to the newest with their data strategy. Is that right? Yeah, you are right. How do you think the industry changes? Are, are we going to get let's say, 15, 20 products, software products in construction that, for example, if I'm a structural engineer, I will buy this product, this software that will be helping me using AI tools in my day-to-day activities or how you think it will, it will go? AI is an interesting thing if you are looking from AI perspective. Now, when you start a software or solution related to AI first, AI don't make a contribution as you expected because AI tried to learn the pattern. So, for example, you are a designer and you are making the same kind of design and you are using a tool. For example, you are using AutoCAD. If you put a tool backwards of this AutoCAD, which uses AI, it tries to learn how you are uh, designed using AutoCAD and it tries to learn your moves. And it can collect data from different peoples it, and it starts to make some suggestions. You know it from, from the word. Word makes some corrections now. You know, you know that automatic uh, su- suggestions mm-hmm. about your word usage. So it's the same for, for, for the design, for example. It can make some suggestions to you. And then you like it because it makes suggestions. And some of them are work, some of them not, but you, are, you can select them. And when you make some of them okay, some of them not, you teach the system that which is better, which is not. And sometimes is everybody is doing that. Some in a point, it automatically makes a suggestion about your design. You can do like that. If you are using now PowerPoint, PowerPoint makes some suggestions about design. Mm-hmm. You put some pictures and it automatically shows you some designs. It is something like that. It starts to do that. You say that I will use these, these, these objects or these items, then it automatically makes some assumptions or some suggestions to, to you for the flat, for example. And this will increase. And in a point, of course, it starts to solve a lot of things after maybe five years, ten years. It doesn't take your job, but your job will change drastically. Yes, definitely. So why can I not train the AI to run business for me at some point? It's only a matter of time. If If it can design some things, there are some rules of running a business and you need to make sure that you are on top of 10, 20, 50, whatever the number is, things. Why would, why at some point we will not uh, achieve this? I think if you play SimCity, you know that. In the, in the SimCity, uh, <laughs> there, there, is, there is some rules and all these rules are working very well. So AI can solve the SimCity, like chess. AI play chess very well. But in, in a point in, in real world, in, in human relations, are not so logical. We are not sometimes moving smartly, okay? We are making foolish things. And... Uh, AI can't predict this, can't expect a foolish action from a human or any entity. So when we did this, all algorithm is, is started to think that this is wrong or true. People are doing this and it breaks its algorithms. Maybe you heard about this. There's a, a chatbot in Twitter. Uh, Twitter tried that a chatbot tried to answer different questions of people and learning from the people. And at the end, this chatbot come a point and start to, to be like a Hitler. Because people teach him 
not a, every time good way. They make some bad things to him. So it tries to make a bad assumptions and it tries to be uh, not a good person, not a logic person. It tries to be uh, more fascist, okay? <laughs> so in, in a point, because of it, what, uh, human behavior is so different. So AI cannot copy all human behavior. And because of that, creativity is very important. And we have a place to live there. It's important for human being too, <laughs> because we need this. Because of that, AI can solve all these problems. Theoretically, can solve. But in real life, there are a lot of different conditions and there are a lot of them are not expected. Yes, but you currently you have like so many apps that we use uh, like to just to live, you know, to pay for parking for to or, or to do other things. And I find it so many times so frustrating that there is like a set of rules, very basic rules that the company who is providing the service, they just they consider. And if there is some variation that I would like, it's not possible to achieve that. And this is so annoying because you end up with having product or service, which is actually something that you, that's not exactly that you wanted. And there's nothing else on the market or within the current, you know, mm-hmm. with, you can't, you can't buy what you want because that's what, what is easy for them to provide. Yeah. It's their hyperparameters for their data collection. And for their for their uh, product strategy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. This this general related to that. And so, Aiden, do you think do you think uh, what's what's your opinion? I read a few books on AI. A good book is by someone called uh, Mo Gadot, A book called Scary Smart. Have you heard of it? No. It's very it's very worthwhile reading. But I almost get the impression that I, I'm not sure if this is the message he wants to come across in the book. But that AI is fully capable of replacing humanity at some point in the future. What's your opinion? Mainly, as far as I see from the more practical way, of course, I am, because I'm implementing this technology and generally... Now, at the moment, as far as I see, it doesn't happen because uh, AI using mainly now at the moment, AI using data to make some predictions. And this is not everything for human being, okay? Or this is not match human behavior. It's very different. Yes, it, it, it says some different features like... NLP, which is about the language, vision is about eyes, and of course, voice detection is about ear. Yes, they take different functions of the human, they're copying it, and there's some cognitive points of it. But from this technology progress, using this technology, we couldn't exceed human capabilities. But there are different works, research and development is going on, more neuroscience, it's a totally different thing, and I'm not expert of it. But this is try to copy human brain working and using different technologies. It's of course is a branch of AI. It's totally different than research, research and development thing, and it can go there. But now we are using our technologies. We are using at the moment not going there. They are just trying to copying some features of human and just copy. Okay, so it can exceed your capabilities. It couldn't understand different nuance. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I believe that with this technology. Progress, it's not, it seems possible, but of course, different technology can come and do that. Mm-hmm. I guess the good news for the people listening to this is people that listen to this is unlikely that they will experience AI robots completely overtaking their jobs and taking their businesses and them going homeless on the streets. I would love to give, yeah. give mine to someone, <laughs> to, to, to some bot. That would be nice. What is the most like exciting? 
AI thing that you've seen in the construction sector or you see coming into construction sector? Robot technologies are people who are working on it so much. Uh, if you are talking a future robot and robotic arms and that kind of things, basically supported by AI and they are learning the, the processes generally about the construction. So they will automize uh, construction processes. And it, it, it seems interesting because they will do a lot of job. They will do quality check. They will do, for example, different construction tasks, painting, maybe different works. So it is interesting and it's coming, but it takes time, of course. Mm-hmm. And for uh, if, if someone if someone's looking to implement an AI strategy in their business, specifically in construction, as this is the topic we're on, and what would you recommend their first steps are? First, digitalization is critical. Everybody should finish the digitalization stage. But what we talk about paper, if you are on the paper, if you are your data in different silos. You have to finish this and you have to create a central database for your company and you create a, a digitize everything on your company. It is very important. And then this point, you can create a strategy for how you will manage those data. And I believe that is my personal opinion. I don't like to go directly to, uh, to AI. First, collect data, then understand your data. I always say to people that mm-hmm. how you can understand your data. It's not rocket science. Again, you will use this data, for example, dashboards. Dashboards are so simple things, but very important. And for different professionals, for example, civil engineer, project manager, different data are important. So you can create your dashboards using different business intelligence tools. For mm-hmm. example, Tableau, for example, Microsoft tools. You can create some dashboards for you. And you can and when you look at these dashboards, you understand the importance of data. And as a human, you, you feel that this data is related to your daily business. And it's a very important tipping point for the new technologies because afterwards you can consume other AI products more effectively and more understandable, okay? Otherwise, just you are taking a tool, AI tool, AI powered, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, mm-hmm. it's perfect. And then you try to use it, but you don't understand the importance of it. And I heard about it a lot. People say that, oh, this is not working. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Yes, it is not working because you don't need this. You are not in that stage. You are not a maturity level is not in there. So you first understand the importance of data, how you will consume data. Then you will start to ask questions about your data. You will ask your questions, your company's questions. If you are a designer, you will ask about the design. You will, if you are a project manager, you will ask about project management. Then you try to find the answer of questions. And there are a lot of tools to solve these problems related to data. But we always... The marketing works. Mm-hmm. People like to sell something to the people. Mm, that's the buzzword. <laughs> yes, buzzword. Yes. So AI powered blah blah and buy it and solve your problems. This is a miracle. It's not possible. Not doesn't solve any problem. First, you should understand and create your AI strategy. What I mean, AI strategy. Work with with the people, technical people coming from IT side. These people are so valuable. Don't hire them first. Maybe you can find some freelancers, but. First, you create a good data pipeline for your company. This is very valuable for you, and it's not so expensive. So afterwards, you will see that this data is working. Because when you start to look your, for example, your dashboards, databases, and you take some data from there, you understand that this data is important for me. And I always look the same thing. This can be automized. And this question will change everything, and this takes you another stage. Maybe it can be rule-based. Yeah. Maybe it can be AI. but 
it makes difference for your company. Other things, you just spend money for AI. You think that you are spending for AI, but at the end, yes, you can win something, but not for long-term strategy. It doesn't differ. It doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. So first step, baby steps. Yeah, yeah, it, it's important. We have to do that. Uh, without these steps, it doesn't work. So on the, I want to touch on this point of collecting the data. So it sounds like, you know, collect the data, collect the data. And so for us, I have everything, every single project is in digital version. I hate paper. I don't use paper, but it doesn't mean I have data to do something with it. So the first question actually is how should I put this data or classify this data so it is useful? That's, that's the question. Obviously, I'm not asking you to tell me how, how to do it with my business, but... <laughs> yes, if now we are... Sounds like you need to hire a bot more technology. <laughs> we can have a chat about that, but... Okay, so basically, it's, it's down to, at this stage, uh, this is down to hiring someone to basically tell you what you... To understand your data and how you should be collecting this data so it can be useful. Yes? Yeah. It looks to me like at some point, there will be so many construction companies... We'll have to like hire data analysts yeah, that, uh, yes. to to just digest this and kind of make it work. Yeah, well, they say they say it as well. Just to put in there that, they, that a lot of the problems in the construction industry are as a result of lack of useful data or people not not using the data in a way that it should be used because it's all over the place. It's in project database somewhere that makes no sense to anyone and it gets left on a computer somewhere. I think this is directly about definition of useful data. People are collecting data and putting somewhere in their hard, hard drive. And they think that, okay, we have data. The main question is, do you use this data for your daily business? And generally, no, because they don't use it. They just put somewhere and they use just small portion of data for daily, daily business. So because of that, uh, we have to focus on how we will use this data and Maybe the first thing, KPI. I, I always give importance to KPI, key performance indicators. Mm-hmm. Which, what do you want, what do you need to change your business? What type of data can change your daily business? Uh, so you should, you know you, how you are doing your business, okay? So in that point, you know your daily business and your daily challenges. If you really look honestly, you say that, oh, this is my problem. I always try to assum- make an assumption about this value, okay? I didn't. I don't want to do this because I am a historical data. So when turn back to data, you can make this simple assumption, forecast, okay? But you should ask right questions and then business analysts can work. Another problem is that business analyst is not magician. He will come to your business. He, don't, he doesn't know anything about construction sector. He doesn't know anything about your, your business. And you will give a lot of data to him and say that, okay, make something. This is not possible because you should, first of all, because of business, core business should be inside of the work. And you should guide the people and say that I need that kind of data. I need that kind of information from this data. And you have defined them very clearly. And it's not a technical thing. It is a business thing. Afterwards, a business uh, analyst can work for you and make a difference for you. Because I know that you guys are working on something uh, together in terms of quantity surveying. So Owen, can you, or you, Aiden, can you explain how did you do it in quantity surveying? How did you collect the data? What was the key point in this? Data is collected through previous projects that we work on. So when we're sending out 
to get prices for projects. They come back in very messy formats, but with lots of lots of rich data in there. So part of the work that we've been doing with Aiden is getting that uh, data into, a, let's say, usable format that can be applied across multiple projects. So you're trying to standardize the data, which I guess is one of the key steps in the data science process. Aiden, please correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you're correct. Correct, you're right. And then we eventually, or well, the, the end goal with that data would be to uh, be able to predict or produce uh, pricing models to be able to predict future construction projects, tender prices before, uh, let's say before the tender prices come back in or before we put the cost plans together. Now, I don't think this is necessarily revolutionary, but it kind of goes back to the point that Aiden made and for any business trying to implement a data strategy is to take baby steps. So we try a project first, like let's call it a pilot project see how that turns out. Does it work in the real world? And then we can look at advancing that technology more. So something exciting that me and Aiden have actually put in recently is an application for a grant to see how that data could be uh, used to enhance adoption of sustainable technologies on construction projects. Now, (laughs) I'm not sure that question linguistically makes sense, but until you know you try these things, you never know the outcome. So, uh, Aiden, anything to add to that? Yeah, I think I think you are like right. Collection of data is so important. A technical side, of course, cleaning of this data, enrichment of this data, and of course, combining of data to create a single source of truth is so critical. So, basically, if you look to industry, we have to create a common data environment to do that because. When we talk about the data sharing, uh, everything sharing something in Excel format and some documents, but this is not a, is a standard format. So when we standardize the data collection and we can create co- common data environment, then it will be so easier to create building data management for building lifecycle. I think this is this is the main target and future of the construction sector. And when you, in your design, when you're designing something, you will affecting, of course, operation, but you don't know how generally because there are a lot of different steps. But if you really collect data and you work some algorithms there, automatically you can see your design's effect on, for example, carbon footprint, for example, in operational cost. So when you understand that, building life cycle can be managed better and is very important for different things because, because of sustainability, because of cost management. And you know, construction is just small portion of, of the operation. Because there is a long life cycle. So because of that, there's, of course, industry should do something. There's a big picture, of course, common data environment, that type of things are maybe coming from the government and other things. But for a small company, we should start some point and we should solve our problems. Because our problems, when we solve our problems, I mean, when we create value, when we call our customers, customers feel that. Customers see that, oh, this offer is different. For example, this kind uh, Owen is saying that I will prepare an, a service for you and it will work for all building life cycle. And it is important for owners, building owners, or because they, they will leave this for the building life cycle duration. So I think it's very important and very valuable. Okay, Aiden, this is going to be a very difficult question, but if there was like one piece of advice or something that could really help people listen to this who are, who are interested in artificial intelligence. Maybe you've already covered it, I don't know, but and this could just be like a summary of what we've discussed. Like, How would you describe that? All construction sector knows that we are good at planning. Our sector generally is a, is a good at planning. We are make good plan, project plans. We are understood the strategy. So 
Use this strength for, for, for the AI side or the data side. Make a plan for a company. And small company, big company, it's not important. You put this plan, not just solve the problem, to make a difference in your sector and, of course, to make a difference for a customer. You know customer better than everybody. So you can do this because you know your customer needs. And if you are optimize some points with the data, it will make difference for them. I think it will be valuable. So if I'm a small business owner, if I want to start a point, I try to use it as a strength. So already I have, a da- I have data. So how can I use, use this data for my customer to win a lot more job, to win more profit? I think this is, this is possible. And you just spend a bit more time. You just use your planning skills. Of course, you have to reach some experts in this area. And there are a lot of people you can reach. So I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I was at Crete CRE Tech last week and they had a panel on stage and someone asked basically this exact question and <laughs> maybe he's been listening to the podcast already. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's not such a special question after all, but it's a good one nevertheless. So mine, go ahead. So the question that Cretech took from our podcast is, if someone gave you an unlimited budget to invest in any emerging business technology, but not AI, what would that be and why? It's a tough question, but I believe that modular construction is very important. And maybe there's a future of construction and 3D printers for the construction sector Really, I, I talk about the big 3D printers because I have a lot of money. <laughs> and they are making good concrete works. And they, they are some uh, 3D printers for, for the steel. And they are so interesting. So these technologies are changed the construction sector and it will increase construction productivity and decrease the construction durations. And it's very, very important for housing crisis, in, for example, in UK. There can be so people can make so fast construction projects using these technologies. Yeah, just on that point as well, glad you mentioned that because we had uh, Henry and Terena from a company called Hyperion Robotics on before you actually, Aiden, who, mm-hmm. who their company is predominantly 3D printing concrete. So check out that episode. Oh, yeah. Good. I, I create a continuity in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. And just before we sign off then, Aiden, where can people find out more about you and Botmore? And I must say, you're very active on LinkedIn, um, YouTube, as well. You do some live streams, which is full of great stuff. So I think LinkedIn is a good start because I, I am there and Botmore Technology Web's uh, LinkedIn page is okay. Uh, you can reach and my personal LinkedIn page, you can reach me. And other thing, of course, we have a website, botmore.co.uk. You can reach there. Uh, you can see our services and products. But if you just talk to me, I mean, I like to talk to people. I said I like network, so we can talk if you reach me from these channels. And of course, we have a YouTube channel too. We are creating some uh, informative uh, videos there. That's all. Great. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right, Aiden. Well, we appreciate your time. Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks, so, Aiden. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Bricks and Bytes podcast. If you are enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it, and we'll catch you in the next episode.